0: Hey everyone, welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany, welcome everyone. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We are new at this YouTube game and you're going to get to see what I'm wearing, my guest is wearing, and so many more things too. And I have in studio today with me, oh my goodness, this fabulous woman. And I'm so excited when I get fellow podcasters on here. She has an amazing podcast, you must listen. Oh my gosh, I, and we're going to get into this. but i need her podcast and so do you so everyone welcome to the show leah fisher welcome leah hi tiffany thank you so much for having me i'm so grateful to be here it's so wonderful to see you meet you finally face to face we have a common friend um allison volk and she is such a powerhouse and a connector oh she's the biggest connector in the world i mean she's just a master at what she does absolutely she is is. well you bring to us the art of podcast Mm -hmm. and you are a healing curator yes and i love that because you have healed and you continue to heal throughout your life. And I would say that I'm a work in progress and I listened to your podcast and you are as well. So tell us why you are a healing curator. You have a master's degree in counseling. Um, You did the counseling thing a little bit, therapist, but decided you would take a turn. So give us a little insight on you. Yeah, yeah. So the way I came
1: to create the podcast, (coughs) excuse me, is that, you know, I would pretty much say that there isn't a problem that I haven't had. <laughs> I have, yes. I've had a lot of issues and a lot of problems. It, it stemmed from coming from a, a traumatic background. I had a mother who struggled with mental illness and heroin addiction. And my dad was schizophrenic and, um, very kind, loving people, but very, very sick. And so I really suffered from abuse that wasn't like a sexual abuse or physical abuse, but it was really neglect, right? Because Mm. they were not able to show up. So I really um, just had to fend for myself when I was a kid and really emotionally bring myself up. And, you know, there was some some impoverished circumstances that were involved, so like Coming where there's not a lot of money and a lot of supervision, not only was I kind of dealing with the neglect, but also the outward influences of the world that um, are not kind to kids. I was a a victim of sexual assault when I was very young. And just, um, you know, just trauma, just Mm -hmm. trauma. So uh, growing up, I was very, um, I was very, in sink or swim, I was definitely the swimmer. I didn't want to, suffer like my parents did. I wanted to be responsible adult. I wanted to look a certain way. I wanted to project as okay. And so I became very um, functional, had a lot of pretending going on and just a lot of dysfunction. I couldn't connect with people and um, just was a kind of self-abandoning abusing myself. Mm-hmm. So. I had I suffered with anxiety, depression, uh, substance abuse. I, I don't quite have the addictive gene, but I certainly drank and sure. and, and like abused like recreational Self-medicate. drugs. Self right? medicate, right? Yeah, and like all the things, right? And so, fast forward to about thirty, I'm complete in depression. I mean, I have a great job on the outside. I look like, oh yeah, you know, she's on the right track. Everything is happening, but I continued to. Everybody I dated wasn't. You know had problems you Oh, know, like of course. alcoholism mental just marrying my parents so i got into al-anon at 30 that turned my whole life around i started learning about healing and self-care and self-love um while i'm in there i meet some beautiful women who were therapists and decide that's what i want to do i get my masters in the meantime i start my art career and my life took another left turn so When I'm painting, I have this series of paintings called self-portraits, but they're inner self-portraits, and I had painted about 40 of them. And when I started looking at them all together, I realized how uh, dysfunctional
0: they were. (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. They were unhappy. They were bitchy. They were cool. And they were edgy and and people definitely related to them on a human level. However, um, I was like, wow, this is my unconscious on this canvas speaking to me about mm-hmm. how my inner world is turbulent. And um, I, I wrote a book about it, it's coming out in spring, but in the book it was 40 of these portraits with vignettes and then resources at the bottom saying, oh, okay, you have an, an alcoholic mom, um, this is what I did, this is a book I read, I went to al and so it was like this little reference right. book telling people what they could do if they related to that particular neuroses that I was dealing with at that time in my life. Mm -hmm. And so when I put it all together, I was like, wow, you know, I really have a passion for this and I have a lot of knowledge around these healing subjects. I'm gonna do a podcast.
0: Wow. And that's where the origin story of that. That's how The Art Of was born. Yes. From coming that because i looked at your website at when we spoke i hadn't listened to um, different podcasts of yours and i looked at your self-portraits your mixed media of course your abstracts beautiful y'all you have to go to her website and we'll give you that information but I was looking at your paintings and going, gosh, I mean, what I saw was, oh my gosh, she was wearing this today or something else. And then when I heard what you were saying in your podcast about different seasons of those times of your lives when you were painting, Mm. because emotions and feelings do come out in the brushstrokes, don't they? Absolutely, especially in the school of art
1: that I practice. It's it's called Reflectionism. It was founded by J.D. Miller, my husband. Mm-hmm. And it's all about incorporating the law of attraction and really representing on canvas what we're experiencing internally. So I always knew that my paintings were a little bit like edgy, like they were a little mm-hmm. scary, even though there were bright colors and like diamond dust and glitter and stuff. There was always this like, yeah, but it's a little twisted, you know, <laughs> 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 it was scary going on. Yeah, it would scare JD a little bit. He's like, man, that's really cool. But what's going on with you, you know? And mm-hmm. um, but I think people really related to it because we all have that part of us in, in our humanness. And so when people saw it, they were like, oh, yeah, like I'm not alone um, in the darker aspects of my
0: experience here. Right. So, so your book of your paintings your self fortress comes out in the spring um we are in 2022 around uh, in the fall so it'll come in the spring Mm -hmm. um how has that changed you now what what has that done for you now did you say okay i've got to get my act together because i was in a very dark place right
1: you know um this was all kind of happening at the same time like there was this uh an extra jump in healing level. It happened during COVID. I finished the book during COVID. You did. Okay. Um, I had separated from JD. I'm spending a lot of alone time. I started listening to podcasts for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. And this this uh, medium, this landscape of thought leaders who are out there bringing all this information to the forefront around healing and these important conversations, I didn't even know that was out there. So it really jump started um, my next spiritual and emotional evolution. So it was all happening at the same time. But I think um, seeing it all together, I felt like, okay, I think I'm uniquely qualified to do something around this, because I mean, what else could be the purpose other than healing and then sharing it with people so that they could also, you know,
0: heal. Of of course, of course. Now, I, I was thinking when you were talking about this, and i know nothing what i'm talking about other than i have friends that have um had as a child or their children have done this mm-hmm. gone to therapy and the therapist had them draw mm-hmm. so is that emotions coming out is that a is that a fair question that that is a form of therapy
1: oh absolutely i mean art therapy especially with children and e- p- patients of eating disorders is really actually everything because it, sometimes with our language, it's hard to find the words. And so like a color can mm. represent sadness, like it would be blue or like anger, it would be very red or discomfort. It might be a putrid green, right? right. And then if you take just a line, like a straight line is maybe it can be very um, direct. It can be very um, harsh. It can be very scary. You have a crooked, jagged line. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Or A smooth line or a wavy line is also going to be in flow. So there are infinite combinations of how you can put that together to express a thought or an emotion. Right. Sure.
0: So Leah, your podcast, you are a healing curator. Mm -hmm. You help people through your podcast. It's so obvious looking at your guests and you have such a plethora of guests too, which is so good. We have to, to keep it fresh. But um, is that how you... um, you you can use and you you use your trauma and your counseling degree is that your medium of self-expression to help people because i read your reviews by the way y'all rate and review us because we need that yeah yeah (laughs) just just a little plug but you're i was reading some of your reviews you have I, I, a, I don't know if this is the right word but you have patience that, that's <laughs> like you have clients well I in a sense in
1: a sense um you know what I like to do is you know I don't know I haven't arrived anywhere I don't and, and being a therapist is such it's an art into itself mm. and you really have to be very diligent to take responsibility for everything I kind of feel like I'm just going along with these people right now yes. I, 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 and I'm just saying Hey, you know, I'm feeling kind of depressed today and like damn it, here I am again. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up this resource or I'm going to read this or I'm going to listen to this podcast. You might want to try it out too. Um so I really want to teach people to take responsibility for their own healing because there's so much at our fingertips. Therapy is amazing. It's wonderful, but at the end of the day, we have to pick pick up responsibility mm-hmm. for ourselves. And there's just, we're living in an age where we have, I mean, I can't believe the resources out there for, for really our evolution. I mean, we're living in a spectacular time to mm-hmm. overcome the trauma
0: mm-hmm. individually and as a group. Right, so. don't you wish the younger child had what resources you I know you're shaking your head just yes. like, oh my gosh. So yeah. the trauma you went through with your parents, was it very early on in your life? It was from the get-go, I mean. Yeah, I, they divorced when I was
1: four. And um, my dad was very sick, and had, was in and out of the hospital for many, many years through my childhood and, and teens. Um, he did eventually get into AA. Him and my mom, and they both really um, were success stories in that way. Wow. Um, however, you know, when parents divorce, whether the, it's it's always going to feel <clears throat> like an abandonment, even though no one's abandoning the child. It, children always take it on themselves that it's their fault somehow. Mm -hmm. So uh, abandonment issues has certainly been a theme throughout my life and my relationships, Mm -hmm. even today. Even today. Even today. And when I'm in a relationship, every time I get an insecure feeling, I always have to go back to that like four-year-old kid and say, okay, what do you need? What kind of love do you need? You're safe. Wow. All the time. All All the the time. time. Yeah.
0: Because I'm looking at you, um, people watching us, you are a beautiful successful smart you. you're talented a 10 years artist um, and you know we have we had this conversation what do you not have to be thankful for what do you have to have, have be con- not confident about yeah. um, we have it it's it's the lack of confidence but it's that abandonment of course yeah. you know and the trauma you know yeah. I, I mean it's I think. I started healing when I forgave myself, mm-hmm. and I started healing when I was transparent because I hid. Mm-hmm. I hid a marriage I had that was so horrible, um, and it's not just a marriage. You went to murder prison for murder, so I mean that was pretty bad. Wow. It was pretty bad. I'm glad it wasn't you. <laughs> well, that's true because <laughs> I bet that was next. So oh, and, man. That's, I, that's you never sad know, though. But yeah. you know, you I I, I didn't trust men and i hit it and hit it did you go through a phase of your life you were hiding i guess as a child you were you know you were saying like you had a play like world yeah i mean i had to
1: pretend like everything yeah. i mean it was um it was a very dishonest existence but i just i was just um pretending like i was normal and i was okay and the shame you know the shame of not wanting to tell people what's going on um it's, it's the, it's the lowest vibrating human emotion. It's as close to death as we can get is shame. Shame. And when we're in abuse for some reason, like it just, it's there. So, but like you, when I could tell my truth and, um, really be vulnerable with people, that's actually when I started getting what I truly always wanted was connection and love because everybody's been through it. Oh, everyone, everyone's been through something they feel ashamed Mm -hmm. about. So.
0: It just makes us um, connected to people when we can mm-hmm. tell the truth about ourselves. It does, you know. And this platform, I was super nervous the first time. I'll never forget uh, doing the podcast about my history with, um, and I, I was so ashamed. Yeah. Um, like, how could you? How could you select or choose this person in your life when it's such a, a menace to society? Mm-hmm. And I remember a friend of mine, a friend, okay, that I spent a lot of time with. Text me and she went, Wait, you had a first marriage? She didn't know. Wow. And I yeah. just, I, you know, maybe, maybe this is an excuse, Leah, <laughs> but I suppressed it so much. Like I didn't even believe it was like a thing for a while. You know, yeah. I think I was lying so much about it, yeah. you know, and living that lie. And, but it, I was so ashamed. Yeah. I mean, it's just, ugh, it just made me feel horrible. Yeah. But now, what is the opposite from shame? So that's the lowest. Yeah. Tell us the opposite. So the, the highest,
1: well, so there's transcendence, like transcendence from all the emotions just like, but really the highest one is maybe peace. Mm -hmm. So it's joy and then peace is is the highest.
0: Peace is the highest. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. I'm at peace with, with making that, that decision. Yes. You know, that decision in my life. I really am at peace. My daughter asked me, uh, recently because we were just did start out season four and I I was talking about it on the podcast. She goes, are you scared? I'm like, no. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I had I had to get through that. You know what I mean. I'm not scared of what people have to. You know what people think anymore because that's, that's I'm 57 now,
1: <laughs> and you are so <laughs> fabulous. Oh, well, so
0: beautiful. What well, so you're amazing. sweet, but you know we were all also talking. Lee and I were talking about this earlier. Um, people ask me all the time, "Why are you doing this? Why are you having a podcast? Why are you doing?" It? And I was. We were talking about our. I want people to learn from my failures and the therapists that have been on here, I'm so sorry, I know you've coached me not to say that, but (laughs) it works better for me because they were failures, but I did learn more from my failures than my success. Um, Success is fabulous, it's great, but... Yikes! That kick in the butt—it's just not great. You know what I mean? So I do.
1: And you know what's interesting about success um, is that you know there's a scale of emotions from a book called Power versus Force, and it actually has a numbered scale. And there's a whole philosophy behind this. So you have shame at the bottom, peace and transcendence at the top. Um, Desire and ambition are like somewhere. So desire is like. 150. Which anything below 200 is considered a life sucking emotion. It like takes away your life force. Anything above 200, so desire kind of teeters on that, and success is kind of right above that. So success doesn't necessarily give us all these life affirming, warm, um, nurturing emotions. It's almost like um, like cocaine. Like you mm-hmm. want more. I want more. Like, more. More. Mm-hmm. More. And right. It's not. If success is the goal,
0: yes, you're never gonna arrive there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, in um, motivation too. You know, um, the guests I have on here, the, the the people that you hear from and that I hear from, that motivates me so much to do better. And I was talking about why I did this. And people are like, oh my gosh, you're, at the time I was 54, why are you doing this? Why, 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 you, your husband didn't retire. This is about my husband, this is about me, but I wasn't finished, mm. you know, I'm mm. not finished. I just, I don't want to put out to pasture and no. watch Lifetime TV.
1: No, <laughs> no, no, and I and I think when you're a seeker, like, you know, like you are and I am, mm-hmm. you know, we ha- we've had the sensation of our heart opening and, and feeling love and like being brought to tears by just, you um, feeling so good and connecting with people. And when when you can learn that you can be a conduit for that, then, then that's where you're trying to get, mm-hmm. not like, oh my gosh, she has like all these listeners and all mm-hmm. these followers, but like just the p- people that say, you know, what you said to me meant so much to me and it really yes. changed my life. I
0: mean, that's, that's oh, it, you know? Yes, yeah. yes. You know, um, I love to make people smile. Yeah. And sometimes when you're walking down the street, um, I'm like I'm going to make that person well smile, but you do, I do. Oh, like, I love Watch, this. Watch this, and now uh, then they put mask on us. That didn't work out very well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm no kidding. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to ch- hopefully change someone's day, but I want to make someone smile. And but people are uncomfortable. You know, I mean, like, yeah. what is that emotion? They're just insecure, or they think that I'm a that's, weird person, that's, or that shame,
1: that shame, that's shame. Yeah, oh. yeah, like not being able to show your spirit and your smile and your joy. I mean, because it's also very vulnerable to be happy and to be open. You know, when you're happy, somebody can just like stab you in the heart because you have no protective gear on. And we do this emotionally because we're not like, we're not cave people anymore. People aren't doing this,
0: but but, you know, you you feel like you have to be protected from just the energies that be. Absolutely the energy that we do put up. I know, and y'all, it's not this way every day. It's not full energy every
1: I, day. So I want you to do that. I want you to like film this, like you going down the street you know, yeah. trying to make people laugh.
0: <laughs> Exactly. Hey, there's an idea.
1: Oh my gosh. I will be there. I'll be all like the commentary like here
0: she goes. Here she is. Hey, y'all. If you're watching on YouTube, there's someone just walked by. I almost wanted to stand up and see if I can make them smile, but I am not make a fool of myself just yet. Give uh, me time. Give me time. I love sure. this as a concept. For I love sure. it. That is a concept. So you know, when we talk about success, um, you and I were talking about it and and I resonated with this so much. Um for example, y'all believe it or not, we do. Would we love to have sponsors for our podcast? And recently, we had a sponsor. Well, I was making every excuse of why I got this sponsor, mm-hmm. and um, and again, this is this is recent. So I was saying to myself, "Oh, it's just luck." You know what I mean? It's just, it's 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 I'm doubting myself. I mean, it's just, oh my gosh, they just need a you know a space or whatever. And I I have to go back to this because I do slip and fall but we do have something to offer. And what did you, you and I, you were talking about that earlier, like yeah. self doubt is so real. Oh, it's, it's so real. It shows up in so many different ways.
1: I, you know, uh, I think that you're referring to what I was talking about as imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people who are very successful and are huge manifestors and accomplish a lot in their lives, and, um, high achievers, right? Mm-hmm. That it, it sometimes um, they can have a sense of it. It wasn't based on their effort, efforts. It wasn't based on their talent. It might be like who they knew or luck or just like, oh, those people were just stupid, like, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Because we're taught, especially as women too, to be like a little bit self-deprecating mm-hmm. and, and, you know, like, oh, I'm so humble and, you know, don't be prideful. Right. Um, so I think it's hard for, for people to really attribute it to their talent. And I think it really just comes down to self-worth issues, which mm-hmm. is my constant work every single day to say, I, I am talented, I am beautiful, I am successful. And it's because I showed up to my life, not mm-hmm. because somebody gave it to me or, you know, just because like I, I'm here and I manifested this existence. I love what you just said. <laughs> I showed up to my
0: life. How fabulous is that? That's true. Yeah. Because some people are not showing up and you are helping people with that podcast. I know you are. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I just love it. People have come up to me and like cried and said, thank you so much. Yes. And and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm really happy. I mean, that is, I mean, that's it. I tell you. So I want to talk to you about self-control because, um, I've been very transparent, I grew up having an eating disorder, bulimia, anorexia, I had food issues, you know, I'm not sure you really get over it. I mean, you know, it's always this constant struggle, but what I could, and I I want to talk about self-control, I could control that, Mm -hmm. and that's why I was empowered. And. The people that are le- listening to this and the population—it's—it's it's staggering the numbers with eating disorders. Um, Self-control—is that true? What I was going through—I can t- control what's going in and out of my body. Mm-hmm. So it took a lot of therapy and a lot of you now podcasts and self-talk and self-help mm-hmm. to that self-control because that's hard because that's just a difficult place, right? Yeah, I mean.
1: So yes, so I, I worked as um, as a marketing director at Presbyterian Hospital for their eating disorders program for a wow. of years and got to see a lot of patients and eating disorders are a special kind of addiction because it is, um, you do have agency over, okay, if I don't put that in my mouth, like I will not weigh a certain amount or, mm-hmm. or I, and everything feels out of control, but I can do this one thing. Um, but, you know, it—that that is true, that is true. However, the, the part of your soul that you're trying to medicate, the fear of, of being out of control, mm-hmm. um, it, d- it doesn't exactly work, does mm-hmm. it, right? Because mm-hmm. then your body doesn't function well, or emotionally, maybe you weigh a certain amount, but you um, can't have relationship, um, you can't really work, your mind isn't working as sharp because you're not feeding and nourishing yourself, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's a little like other addictions, like say, um, you know, a, like a, a Xanax addiction or like a opiate addiction. A lot of, of depression and anxiety medicated with that. Yes, it will medicate things, depression and anxiety, but you can't, same thing, you can't show up to your life. You can't feel things. Ugh. So you have, you are controlling something, mm-hmm. you are, but, the price that you pay
0: of the other stuff oh. that gets out of control is is exponential. I had no idea the younger me. Yeah. I had no idea um, what I was doing to my body at the time. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. But now I'm dealing with gut issues, esoph- esophagus issues. I yeah. can't even say that. But um, you know what I mean. Just and then the, of course the mental impact this does on you. Yeah. Um And and I'm just a huge advocate of of uh, certainly talking through this, getting help yeah. and recognize it. And you know what? I remember telling someone in my life uh, about that and they're like, no, you don't, no, you don't. Mm. Uh, what did I feel right away? Shame, mm. maybe I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just that self-control and that's tough. That's a tough one to, to take on, you know, so.
1: Yeah, and uh, something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is the concept of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not traditionally religious, um, pr- but, um, you know, it's kind of the opposite of addiction because, like, whatever your addiction to jour is, like, whether it's eating disorder, whatever, it's shopping, work whatever. or shopping, Sex, anything, whatever. Mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. like, you're trying to, you're scared of something, you're scared of feeling something. And when you're really, like, exploring faith, you are letting your turning this something over and you're willing to feel this emotion let it process through your body and this you have to have some kind of faith in something other than just you Mm -hmm. whatever it is I mean I call it God people can call it whatever they want you know but you have to learn to surrender to something bigger than yourself something
0: yeah something and you're right it's
1: the only way out
0: it is the only way out
1: addiction any kind of addiction is the most self-consuming closed off shameful state one can be in and faith is the complete opposite say okay okay i'm like willing to show
0: up and be here wow is that amazing yeah that amazing i mean i just love what you're doing you've been an artist for 10 years a little over yeah oh my gosh did you just Seriously, wake <laughs> up one day and go, I'm just gonna start painting. So as a child I was always
1: creative. I all I wanted to do was paint, draw, sew, dancing, anything, anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah, I was super obnoxious about it too. I was like, <laughs> watch me see Olivia Newton John like twenty times. Um, and but like I it was never really presented as a career path. And I the only thing in my mind I'd ever heard about it was starving artists. I wasn't really aware that there were art schools, you know, I just knew I was gonna go to college and I was going to college. That was it. And it it wasn't for art. So I got out and like when I was 30, I started painting with JD Mm -hmm. and I had a latent talent for it. I started painting. I was pretty much just overnight. Um, I got painted for a couple of years off and on. And then I connected with JD got didn't. And then when he saw the work I was doing, he said, let's put it on, on to sell it. Wow! And overnight, like I had an art career, like overnight.
0: You're kidding. Yeah. I mean, and it is my, oh, the abstract. I just love, love them. I just love it. Thank you.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. I mean, I'm so fortunate. I mean, I'm so, so fortunate to do what
0: I do. Yeah. You know, and that's, that is such, that is such power when you say what you just said. You mm. are so fortunate yeah. to do what you do. And I am too, you know, blessed. Yeah. So excited to get up to every day and do what we do. Yeah. Well, and I think
1: as we, we I also think we ha- we live with energetic, um, intention of service and bringing like our, what we're grateful for to the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you're in flow like that, then you continue to
0: receive things to be grateful for. Absolutely. Right? Be grateful. Absolutely. And offer grace. Now I yes. want to say, this is what I read on your web- website. Um, as a healing curator, you provide a growing community with the raw materials they need to activate their own self-healing. Yes. You said, now, make no mistake, though. I'm not here to be your guru, guru nor am I sitting on a hill somewhere in a lotus position. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Sharing my raw life is just proof that perfection is not prerequisite to healing. You're worthy of creating the life you want today just as you are. That is so beautiful. Oh, thank you. I love that. Thank that you. is perfect. Thank you. I mean, that sums it all up. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I am certainly, I mean, I have not arrived anywhere. I mean, the same stuff kind of picks up. It shows up every day and I have to surrender every day. Every day. I have to surrender every day. I get in shame like that. Of course, of course. But I don't stay there. You know, I have tools, I have support, I have community and,
0: you know. Pick yourself up and everybody can have that. And y'all, everyone, put your big girl panties on and just get going. That's right. For sure. That's it's right. not easily said, it's done. For yeah. sure. We know that. For That's sure. right. Well, I am so happy to have you on here. So tell us how we can find you. Yeah. So I'm
1: on Instagram at Leah Fisher Art. And then also my website is Leah Fisher Art. And it's really cool because a lot of the resources that I talk about in my podcast, I have a really fun little resource section. So you can find a bunch of information there. Oh. Like if you're if you're feeling like crap one
0: day, just like scroll around on there and just like pick something with your eyes closed because it's all good. It's all great. It is. Well, it is so wonderful. And go and rate and review and subscribe to the Art of Podcasts and also this one too. (laughs) Please do both. (laughs) Do both, y'all. Go ahead and seriously, rating and reviewing is huge for us. Any any engagement we can get, but we all love it. Y'all, give us five stars, everyone, and y'all. We're new to this YouTube game. Everyone follow along. We're going to see some cool things on here. And absolutely follow me on Instagram, on all platforms, Tiffany C. Blackman. And everyone have a wonderful evening and keep being fabulous.